to Get Into Flow, the podcast all about shifting your mindset, identifying new perspectives, and taking action to inspire the kind of change in your life that will allow you to live unapologetically true to you. A life that you can look back on with pride and no regrets. I'm Sabrina, a mindset coach, and I'm committed to helping you build courage and confidence to take the next step on your journey of self-development and healing. Hello, Happy New Year to all. Happy 2024. I hope your year is off to a wonderful start. Today, I want to talk about setting intentions. So yes, New Year, New Me, New Year's resolutions, all that jazz. But I firmly believe that we have an opportunity to look back on the year and do a little bit of an audit, meaning what went well, what could have gone better, and just taking the opportunity to learn from the past and see what do you want to let go of? What do you not want to bring into this new year? So that baggage, that emotional and physical baggage, what can be left behind in 2023? What will you bring forward that will help serve you, that will bring you closer to your goal? And also, what is that goal? Have you reflected to think about what is it that you want to accomplish this year? Now, no pressure. I don't want to give you added pressure because I know everybody's talking about goals and intentions and resolutions, but I want just to have an open conversation as you're listening right now to invite you to explore and be curious about what this year can look like for you. This exercise doesn't have to be done on January 1st or in the new year. I actually like to do this on my birthday because for me, that's a big milestone. It's a transition. It's a new year. I also like to do this in spring. The spring equinox, I think, is very important. Rebirth, new beginnings. Um, But since we are in January and it's kind of the calendar year that we all follow, it's an easy reference to begin this exercise if it's the first time that you've done it. So here's what we're going to do together. I want you to grab a journal. If you're driving, don't do this right now, just reflect. But if you are somewhere where you have the opportunity to sit, I'd like you to grab a journal, grab a notebook, anything you have. And I want you to list five things that went really well this past year. If you need to pause this podcast and come back, I encourage you to do so, but the first thing I want you to write is five things that went really, really well. Once you're done that, I'd like for you to now write five things that could have gone better or that didn't turn out quite as well as you thought. Once you have your five things that went well and five things that could have gone better, I want you to start looking for patterns, looking for In the five things that could have gone better, what lessons will you take with you into the new year so that you don't repeat a pattern? For example, maybe you're noticing that your expectations are too high. So how can we start to break that pattern and start to learn how to let go? Maybe you're noticing that you procrastinated a lot. So you did not achieve or attain the goal that you initially set out to do. Maybe you need better systems, better habits, a better routine. So just start to observe and no judgment here. Just look at what could have gone better in the last year and where there is an area or need for improvement. You can also look at what went well and analyze what you did to get yourself there. 
and maybe there are parallels that you can draw to help yourself with the behaviors and the actions needed to move into this new year. So that's the first exercise, just observing, being curious, asking yourself some questions, some reflections. Now that you have that information, what are three things personally that you would like to achieve this year? It could be, I want to journal more. I want to work out more. I want to eat healthy. I want to take care of myself and meaning put myself first in terms of self-care. So three personal goals, we'll call them goals that you have for this year. And I also want you to write three business goals that you have for this year. If you're working a nine to five, maybe it's getting that promotion. Maybe it's signing a new client. If you're an entrepreneur, maybe it's expanding your business or reaching a new milestone. Wherever you're at in your business, I'd love for you to have three goals this year. Now, in terms of achieving these goals, before we even start to think about action steps and what do we need to do to get there, I want you to reflect on your why. Why are these three personal goals important to you? And why are these three business goals important to you? Because often we move too quickly into the action stage. We're doers. We got to keep moving, keep busy, keep going forward. But the more we go forward without reminding ourselves or having that why in our mind, the further we can actually move from our goal. So that means that you always need to be connected to the reason why these are things that you desire. I always call it my why. So you'll hear me say it time and time again. What is your why? What is your reason for having this as a goal? Once you attach intention and purpose to that goal, you are more inclined to achieve it because it means something to you. For example, if one of my personal goals is I want to work out more. Cool. Why? I want to work out more so I could feel strong. Okay, but let's dig a little deeper. Why is it important for me to feel strong? Because I want to make sure that I am healthy, that I am in my best physical state to prevent any kind of illness. Why is that important to me? Because I want to be healthy. I want to be able to do all the things I want to do. I want to be able to live my life. And that starts with taking care of my body. So see how my initial goal of wanting to work out actually has a deeper meaning that's going to fuel me much more than just the idea of I need to do something on a weekly basis like working out. So I invite you to unpack each of your goals by asking yourself these questions. And it's really just the why. Why is this important to me? And keep going deeper until you determine the underlying purpose and need and meaning. Why is that important to you? And remembering that is going to help you achieve success. Another layer you can add to help you succeed is to attach feeling to it. So now we're going to go into vision boarding and manifesting for a moment because this is a time of year. Yes, January 1st or new year, we all do a vision board, which I love. I did one too. But vision boarding will only work if you attach feeling to it. 
this is something that I learned. I used to do vision boards. Um, I think I had one like 10 years ago. No, maybe I'm exaggerating. Eight, seven or eight years ago. I remember I made a vision board and I did all the things. I went to buy the magazines. I cut out all these things, made it beautiful and put it up in front of my bed where I'd look at it every day and nothing came from it. Why? Because the way that I created my vision board was just what looked good. What does that mean? What looked good? What I think I want, what I'm expected to want. So there were wedding dresses up there. There was travel up there. There was a new home up there. There was financial success up there. What is expected of a person to want in the new year, right? So once that vision board is approached from a very generic lens, you're not actually connecting with your deeper why. Why do you want this? Why is this important to you? So again, going back to that why. What I learned recently is... You need to not only have a vision of what is it that I want, but why? Because how will it make me feel? So going back to my example about, okay, maybe on my vision board, because I want to work out more, I have a photo of a strong woman. How will that make me feel? It will make me feel healthy. It will make me feel accomplished. It will make me feel like I'm in my best shape and I can do anything I want. It will give me the freedom to be able to live my life because I'm strong and healthy. So again, getting deeper into the why and how that makes me feel. Feeling, attaching yourself to that emotion will again help you to understand why is this important to you. Your brain will then make that association to that feeling and wanting to feel it, identifying it first, and then having the need to feel that more often will propel you in a direction where you're on track to set and achieve your goals. So what that means is you need to build associations. The brain is so intelligent, but also very straightforward. So if you just put words on your vision board, or if you have just words in your goals, it's very face value. How could you connect deeper to your goals and your intentions and whatever you put on your vision board? How can those emotions start to create a desire to then have you eagerly want to live like that person? like that person who works out three times a week, who lifts heavy. So instead of it being, oh, I have to achieve this because it's on my vision board or it's part of my goals and now I have to schedule workout time in my calendar. No, 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 no. My goal and my vision is to be the strongest version of me. So what can I do to help myself get there? Oh, I can work out. I can allow myself the opportunity to lift heavy, to go to the gym, whatever works for you, but to try to determine what are those behaviors, what are those inspired action steps that you can take to start living like that person so that you could feel the feelings that you want to feel. Also, one step even further than that, envision that you already have it. I am strong. I am accomplished. The I am statements is what we teach in affirmations to, to 
believe that you already have it. Often when the feeling is void or when you're not connected to that deeper meaning, the words, you're kind of like faking it till you make it, right? You're tricking your mind into believing it. And to a certain extent, that can actually work because your mind believes everything for face value. So your brain does not know the difference between past and present. It just has the words that you are speaking. So if you're speaking negatively towards yourself, that's what your brain will believe. If you're speaking positively towards yourself, even if you don't believe it at first, you're trying to reframe, you're trying to change that negative self-talk, your brain will start to become accustomed to the words that you're using and then believe you. So when you're speaking your affirmations and you're saying, I am strong, I am accomplished, at first maybe you're like, "Uh, I don't really believe this. But again, you have to attach meaning. You have to visualize yourself as that future version of you doing all the things that you want to do, that you desire to do. That vision board, that's what it's for. It's envisioning a version of you in the near future that is created by all of your deepest desires. So how can you begin to live like that person now? How can you begin to believe that you are that person now? And only by living like that person right now, will you then start to take those action steps to get yourself to actually become that person? I hope that makes sense because we can't be waiting. We can't make your vision board and then sit back and be like, oh yeah, look at it every day. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to do all these things. You need to take action. You need to do something to help yourself. It's not magic. If it would be magic, you could sit back and then it'll just magically appear and occur and you're in that embodiment. No, no, you actually need to work for it. And again, working for it means you need to start acting like that person that you believe you are deep down. If there's any aspect of you that is resistant or that believes you are not worthy, it will not happen. I'm going to say that again. If there's any part of you that resists that future self-vision or that believes you're not worthy of achieving the success that you want, your brain will believe you and your actions will reflect that belief. You need to do the work. You need to dive deep into mindset. Be mindful of releasing those blocks, releasing that resistance, really understanding that you are worthy. So a lot of the time when I work with my clients and we have big goals, we always start at self-love and self-acceptance. The confidence piece is key. Because without that, without just the belief that you are capable of more, you will never get there. You can make the most beautiful vision board. You could do all the exercises. You could do meditation. You could do this and that. But without actually believing that you are worthy, you will never get there. This is something that I'm actually learning the hard way. I set some goals for myself last year and some of them didn't work out. And once I realized that I was the one holding myself back because of my mindset, I then had to look at how can I improve this? How can I let go of that resistance? And it's really just the self-doubt of, am I really capable of this? Is this really something I can do? 
Once you start releasing that, then you'll be able to move forward in the direction that you need to. How can you begin to do that? Well, here's another exercise for you. Once you have your goals and your why and your intention and you're connected to that feeling, I want you to be honest and real with yourself and look at what could potentially hold you back. What are those limiting beliefs, those old stories that are keeping you stuck in believing that you can actually accomplish this? For example, I don't have time. How will I fit this in my schedule? I don't have the skills. How will I learn this? Um, I've never done this before. Uh, I'm not capable. What are those old stories that keep looping in your mind that hold you back from actually getting to that next step? You'd be surprised all of the things that we keep telling ourselves without even realizing that hold us back. Goal setting is amazing. Vision boarding is excellent, but you need to do it in the right way to help yourself. So I hope that the tips and tools and the exercises that I've shared with you today will help you just to gain some more clarity and have the courage and the confidence to really step into this next version of you. Who is it that you want to be and why is this important to you? Then the how will happen. Trust that all you need to know for now is the why and that first step, that first little step to get you going. And trust that the next steps and the entire path will reveal itself when it's time. So often we think we need to have it all figured out. We need to have, what's that expression, all your ducks in a row before you actually start or do something. That is procrastination. It's self-sabotage. It holds us back. So today I want you to look at your goals and say, in addition to what is my why, what is the feeling I want and gives me purpose in terms of why I want to achieve this. And then what is the first step? The first step I could do towards getting closer to that goal and let that be your focus. And once you've achieved that, okay, what is the next step that I need to do to get me closer to that goal? So I hope this was helpful. Let me know. Share one of your goals with me. I would love to hear what you have planned for this year and how you will help yourself to get to that vision of who you desire to be. And as always, it starts with your mindset. So look at your mindset. Are you open to receiving? Are you open to learning? Are you open to failing? Are you open to trusting that you don't have to have it all figured out? Looking at how you speak to yourself, the words that you use, and really just using this as an opportunity to be a better version of you. 